Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today to start a new section in chapter 5 of the book of Acts, and we're going to see a second instance of persecution uh, in result of the powerful preaching of these early Christians. Now, in the book of Acts, we see so many exciting things taking place, but they're all centered around the basics of prayer, fellowship, soul winning, the Spirit-filled life, and Bible preaching. And I tell you, that'll cause a stir. There'll be revival or riot one way or another, and we see that taking place as we study through the book of Acts together. Now, if you've missed any of our prior Bible studies, I'll invite you to go and subscribe to the podcast. Our podcast is found wherever you find your podcast. Type in Striving for Revival and hit subscribe, and you'll have instant access to all of the Bible studies that we have done. What I like about the podcast is it enables you to listen at your leisure. If you miss us on the radio, because life changes, schedule changes, you can always find us there on the podcast, and you can listen to as many as you'd like, and you can rewind, fast forward, pause. It helps as you study and take notes. Sometimes when you hear us on the radio, maybe you're driving down the road, you're at work, you're doing something, and you're not able to have your Bible opened in front of you. The podcast is a good thing for you to use as you study, and you can get your Bible out, follow along in the Scripture, and I believe it'll be a good tool that you can use. We've been in the book of Acts now for several weeks, and this will be our fifth Bible study in Acts chapter 5, and we're just you know halfway through it or so. But remember these things. The book of Acts is a historical record of God establishing his church, empowering the church, and the church evangelizing the world. We see these earliest Christians go forth in power, and they witness God accompanies their ministry with miracles and signs and wonders and things that now have ceased because we have a complete Bible. But the book of Acts is a transitional period. We don't gather a lot of Bible doctrine for our churches out of the book of Acts, but we do have here a record of the establishing of the church, the embryonic church going forth and turning the world upside down for the glory of God. In Acts chapter 5, the first record of sin is mentioned in the church. Ananias and Sapphira, we know them. They're infamous for being liars, charlatans, fakes and phonies. They come into the congregation acting as though they had given all the proceeds of a piece of land that they sold to the church, when in fact they'd only given a small portion. The Holy Spirit gave Peter discernment. Peter calls it out. Ananias falls dead. Sapphira comes in later. She has a chance to get right, but she refuses, and she lies. And because she took part with her husband's scheme, she drops dead. Now, I've mentioned that before. You say, that's severe punishment just for lying. Yes, but remember, when you're disciplining a child, often the most severe discipline comes in the initial. Why? If we discipline correctly, adequately at the start, it might keep them from a repeat offense. And so God is setting the bar, setting the standard, making it known that he is not going to tolerate this behavior. Uh, a bunch of fake, phony Christians running around and polluting this church and stifling the revival that has been taking place, the winning of souls that has been taking place up to this point. 
We read verse 12 through 16, the last two broadcasts. We spent two studies in those few verses, and it's really a record where the early church goes back now to Solomon's porch, which I said was very natural for these people who had been Jews and now are saved. They go to the temple, they go to Solomon's porch, they go to the synagogues, places they're familiar with. And they preach in that same place where the lame man stood and testified next to Peter and John. Peter and John had been arrested in that porch not many days before. But I like the boldness and the conviction and the courage of these early Christians. They go right back again and fish in the same hole. Why? Because there's still fish in that water. And they catch some. The Bible tells us that there were men and women added unto the Lord. I made note. In Acts chapter 2, it said they were added to the church. In Acts chapter 5, it says they're added to the Lord. Why? Same difference. Whenever you get born again, you're baptized into the body of Christ spiritually by the Holy Ghost. And so they're added to the Lord. They're added to that spiritual body we can call the church, all right? So these men and women are now saved. And we talked about how multitudes of sick people were brought and Peter's shadow falling upon them. There was enough power in Peter, the spirit-filled man, that God used him, to, and these folks were healed. Now, imagine the stir. We're not talking about one lame man made whole. We're not talking about one lame man leaping. We're not talking about one lame man testifying. Now there's a multitude, it says, all from the cities round about Jerusalem, there are sick people who are now healed. That is a hard case to make that this isn't God now. That's right. It's hard to say. Look at this say, that's not a miracle. God's not in that. It's all emotional. Sir. No. And now the Jewish leadership gets a little uptight. Verse number 17, then the high priest rose up. When God begins to work, the devil starts to fight. The high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees. Now, you remember the Sadducees are anti-miracle, anti-resurrection. They, they didn't like the spiritual aspect of the things of God. They denied those things. They rise up, and they were filled with indignation. So they're filled with actual vitriol and hatred and even, we could say, malice toward these Christians. Why? It's bad for business, man. They're preaching the gospel people are getting saved and it's happening on their front porch it's happening right there at their doorstep and here's what happens and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison the apostles weren't invited to many uh, ribbon cutting ceremonies but boy they got to spend a lot of nights in prison but the angel of the lord we know who that is the angel of the lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said go i like that I'm glad Jesus didn't say, you know what, fellas, I want you to have it easy. Just, just be quiet. Find you a nice picket fence, parsonage, plush office, and relax, man. Have it made in the shade, drinking your lemonade, and just go take it easy. 401k. Uh, just, just enjoy. No, he says, you go right back. Go, stand, and speak. That's a good charge for preachers. Go, stand, speak. He said, speak in the temple. Oh, my soul, my world, my world, my word, what, look what they're doing. My son, five-year-old Lincoln, that's his favorite phrase. Oh, my word. He says, I want you to go right back to the same place you just got put in prison for going, the same place where persecution started. I, I don't want you to find an easier field or a more acceptable location, a more conservative uh, state. He said, I want you to go right back where you just were. Go back to the fire. Go back to the furnace. Go back to the front line. And he said, I want you to preach right there. And he said, all the words of this life, line upon line, precept upon precept, you preach the word of God to them. 
All right, verse 21, and when they heard that, they went. I like it. They entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. They didn't even take a break, man. They didn't take a nap. They just said, let's just go straight from prison back to preaching. We'll go right back to the temple and let them have it again. But the high priest came, and they that were with him, and called the council together, and all the senate of the children of Israel, and sent to to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. They're getting nervous now. Man, they're having a hard time stopping this thing. They're trying to snuff out the fire and spreading the sparks all over the city. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. He's saying, those rascals that we just had in prison are back where they were. They're doing what they got arrested for. They're back there preaching on the street, man. They're in the temple preaching the word of God. I like that. They're not pacifists. They're activists. They're not, they're not Quakers. Hey man, uh, they're not, they're not, they're not standing off to the side. They're not spiritually Switzerland here w- waving a white flag. No, they're, they're bombarding the gates of hell. They're going right back to where it was. They're in the eye of the storm at ground zero and they're preaching the word of God. They're sharing the news that Jesus saved by because they're commissioned. They've been charged and challenged and spirit filled to go forth and be a witness. And that's exactly what they're doing. Can you see it as you read it? This is Christianity. How far removed are we today from that? That's what we ought to have today. Now, I understand not everything's going to be exactly the same way, but we ought to have that same boldness and conviction and courage and wherewithal to follow God and preach the word no matter the cost. Count the cost and say for me to live as Christ, to die as gain. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather have Jesus than wealth or mansions, whatever it is. I'd rather have Jesus than earthly fame, than anything this world affords today. You can take this whole world. Give me Jesus. The world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back. What if every Christian had that mentality? What if every believer had that kind of boldness? What if every preacher had that kind of power? What if every Christian had that kind of conviction on their life that they weren't going to worry about the the ramifications? They're more worried about their marching orders and they were faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and the cause of the gospel. I pray for that. Well, that's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.